0: Hey everyone, it's Robert Poole with the Growing Your B two B Small Business Podcast. Yeah, I've never had somebody call your office and go off on your team, or you, or maybe bravely post a really nasty review or social media post. I mean, these people are a fact of business and life. But the question is, how do we deal with them? Let's find out. You have a small business that sells to other businesses. If so, you probably know that there are plenty of resources for companies that market to consumers or companies that sell to large and Fortune 500 type of companies. But what about the small businesses in the middle who sell to other companies? Where do we go to get answers? How do we grow our company consistently while still keeping our sanity? That's the question, and this podcast is the answer. If you're listening to this podcast, you're part of an elite group of achievers who are willing to settle for just a nine-to-five job. You're one of the heroes in our society, and you should be proud of it. Welcome to the tribe and welcome home. Hey, everyone, I hope you're having an awesome day today. In the last episode, we talked about how to use feedback from your clients to grow your business and how powerful it is. In this episode, I want to talk about the subject of negative feedback, specifically what we call, you know, quote, the haters. Yes, those jerks who either call into your office to chew your staff out or you out, you know, or go on a tirade online, send nasty emails uh, and that sort of thing. You know, I recently had a sales rep for our company that we canceled his contract due to his low production and some bad feedback we received from prospects and clients. Nobody's happy about getting fired, but some deal with it better than others. This guy was one of the nuts who didn't take it well. You know, I've had several over the years, and if you're in business for any length of time and have to fire clients, employees, or even contractors for that matter, you're going to run into it. When I first started out 25 years ago, it really used to bother me as I took it personally. These days, I kind of get a kick out of it. I mean, this guy apparently, you know, was irate uh, and somehow thought it was us and, you know, me that was the problem. Although I didn't deal with him directly, somehow he found my email and he actually listened to this podcast. After sending a really nasty and unprofessional email to our sales manager, you know, insulting them professionally and personally, he followed up with an email to me personally. You know, it was a very long email, probably, I don't know, maybe 750 words. And, You know, a single space with lots of bold and exclamation marks, and you know he told me how incompetent I was, how he couldn't believe I went to West Point, you know how much of our our company sucked, and how bad my podcast was. Well, I mean he must have only listened to the episode one or two, which were pretty bad, but you know, and then he just went on and on and on, and this really bothered my sales manager, and as she doesn't have as much experience dealing with people like this, and I think she was shocked, as she felt she had pretty good rapport and a pretty good relationship with him. But, you know, in life, I've found that when it comes to money and ego, people often show their true colors, and terminating a sales rep's contract is no different. Some of my employees thought that I should respond and tell them what a moron he is and so on, but I've learned better, you know, as we'll talk about in a minute. What's even more comical is that this guy went to the effort of sending me an actual handwritten, single space four-page letter reiterating much of the garbage and hate because, you know, I didn't respond to his email. You know, I wonder how much time he wasted on that email and letter, not to mention, no doubt, hours fuming over it. Now, nobody likes dealing with these kind of people, but the reality is you're gonna run into these people in business and in life. There's a lot of opinions on this subject, but I'll give you some of the strategies that we've used in our company to mitigate this kind of issue. First, there's that mindset word again, or I think in this case maybe a better word is attitude and a way of thinking. You just have to accept that there's a certain percentage for your customers' prospects and People in general who will regularly lash out because of their own internal issues. You know, they're having a bad day. They're just an unhappy person in general, or, you know, they're just a jerk, quite frankly. I mean, you know, let's face it, there are about one in 10 people in our country who think they've been abducted by aliens in some point in their life. I'm not kidding. They've done studies on this. You know, of course, no offense to those of of you who've actually been abducted by aliens, but you get the point. So in business, just like in life, there are people who Need to vent and unleash on other people, and maybe even more so uh, to businesses because they feel braver attacking some entity instead of a person. But you have to realize it's not specific to you. They do that to lots of people in companies. If someone's unhappy and kind of a jerk at times, I guarantee you that they're going to do the same thing to other people in other companies. As my uncle used to joke, uh, you know, I'm not a racist, I hate everyone equally. And, you know, a lot of these haters are just like that and don't discriminate who they're venting at. So get your attitude and your thinking right first. Again, though, that's, you know, theory and thinking and, you know, a little bit harder to do than, um, you know, practical ideas sometimes, but what do you actually do and, you know, how do you go actually handle it? Well, you have two options. Number one, you can completely ignore them or you can respond. And in my opinion, it depends on the situation. There's no saying that you have to do one or the other all the time. First, let's talk about the ignoring tactic. You know, I think you have to start by asking a couple questions. You know, first, is this person on the internet complaining? I mean, that's in full public view and it's different than them calling you. Second, if it's not a public complaint, do they hold influence with a large number of potential prospects in the offline world? For instance, are they head of an organization that holds cloud with a lot of your potential customers? If so, it may make some more sense to uh, try to respond to them and make a little more effort to make peace so you can at least minimize the damage of them badmouthing you. However, if it's not in public view, you know, like a review or a social media post and they don't hold a ton of sway offline, then I just completely ignore them. I've found over the years that ignoring a hater is the most painful thing you can do to them. You know, they're trying to elicit a response. I've had people leave me voicemails and send emails, you know, which I didn't respond to, and they follow up with a second or third voicemail and email. You know, sometimes I've had people send me a FedEx to make sure I got it. You know, um, I mean, you wouldn't believe the effort that people go to. And, you know, you can tell from their successive messages that they're getting more and more desperate and frustrated because they know they're not getting to you. Ignoring them gives them, you know, no further fuel to badmouth you. And it drives them nuts so much that it really disincentivizes them to do it again to you or another person. So not to mention, it kind of feels good to give a hater a dose of their own medicine by driving them batty. So what do you do if you feel you need to respond to the public nature of the complaint or their influence? Well, first, the big reason to respond to a review or a social media post is not, you know, so you can make the hater happy. I mean, it's got nothing to do with them. It's the people who see the review that you want to influence. You know, if you're able to respond to a review like, you know, on some platforms or social media, take that opportunity to show everyone reading it that you're a professional, that you likely did nothing wrong and you're offering to make things right and so on. Just you responding will get across the message that you care that you're a professional and a quality company. People will tend to believe you more than the hater. You know, it can actually be a good thing. People considering, you know, using you might think, wow, you know, they're really professional in the way they responded and handled that. You know, they're trying to make things right. I kind of like that company. Maybe I should check them out. So again, what specifically do you do? You know, if they're calling your office and talking directly to you or your team, you can kind of handle it like this. First, regardless of their demeanor and jerkiness, you know, thank them for their feedback and stay calm and follow up with something like you know what it sounds like we're not the company for you and we should probably part ways and then you tell them that you know you either refund them if you think that's warranted you know or that hey we've completed our end of the agreement and we're not able to give you a refund and then end the call and that last part's important don't let them get into an argument with you simply say something like you know i'm sorry you feel that way but there's nothing else we can do so i'm going to end this conversation have a nice day and then literally hang up the second most a common complaint uh, avenue we have from haters we see in our company is just nasty emails. People are very brave via email and online in general. Emails are a little bit more personal than, you know, a social media post or a review, for instance. But, you know, so the best thing you can do is call them right away and make them repeat what they just said or what their complaint is. People get much more polite on the phone when they have to complain to another human being than just writing a nasty email. And then follow the phone script, kind of like I just mentioned. First, try to save the deal and work with them. And if not, sayonara and end the call. But what about the less personal and less brave, if you ask me, online complaints with reviews or postings? You know, it's a similar process, but if you're able, respond by thanking them for their feedback. Tell them, you know, we're sorry you feel that way and please contact us to see if we can make this right. Again, we don't care about the hater. It's the people reading the interview or the social media post that you're addressing. So think about what will impress them, not the hater. So in the end, every situation is different, but these are some of the ways we've successfully handled the so-called haters and negative feedback out there. You know, I would try some of these and tweak them to fit your business. But most importantly, remember that it's definitely not personal. Besides that, consider the source and feel sorry for these people that are miserable people living in their own created hell in their head. So don't let it affect your life as it's got really nothing to do with you. Thanks for listening today, and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening today. I hope you learned something you can implement right away. I know your time is valuable, and it's really an honor to serve you. Please subscribe and rate the show on your favorite podcast platform and give me your honest feedback. Also, I put together a short ebook on some of the top lessons I've learned in 20 years owning a B2B business. You can download a free copy at growyourb2bcompany.com.